is a little smoky, but it's yeah. The yeah. and I the thing is waking up to the smoke. Um, you know when like do you do you have allergies? No. Okay, count your blessings, because when you have allergies, well, it feels like the smoke in the air basically made me feel like I'm starting to come down with a cold. Wow. So your wife used to ask me when I would start to get this feeling. I'm like, ah, oh, it's this that, and the other. She goes, sure, you're not coming down with a cold. Sometimes it would be. Or cold. Six of one, half dozen the other. <laughs> okay. No, it's just the smoke, the allergies, and... Uh, no. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. Um, episode two of Newman and Paid Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Hello. Welcome to the program. This is our second version of this experiment. Last week, our first episode, we did first. We had people, we had, uh, people listen 66 times. Oh. On the first episode, that's fun. Did anybody comment on social media? Mm, um, like were, actually say something other than "Hey, that's fun" or "I listened" or yeah, there were people who were commenting and they were um, they're I think they're pleased with the fact that it's just once a week, <laughs> right? Okay, that's and fine. Uh, do we have to give any shout-outs to anybody? I don't think so. All right, no. then we'll move along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we thought for this episode we'd do food for a topic. Absolutely. Food is kind of funny because your food world has greatly expanded, wouldn't you say, in the past few years? Well... Because now you spend a lot of time in restaurants. I do, and um, when it comes to uh, spending time in restaurants, and, and thanks for that too, because I'll, I'll take that as a, um, a weight joke. Uh, uh-huh. With that said, no, um, it, Spending time in restaurants and getting to work with people and, and seeing how kitchens work and seeing how a lot of that stuff works because when the long and the short, um, being the person who is Oz behind the curtain, if you will, and when you get to go into the kitchen and you get to see what happens before it hits the, 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 the table, sure. you get to see what is ordered and you get to see how it's put together and you get to see what's put together in a frozen manner from some places and you get to see what's put together in a fresh manner from others and when it's fresh you have that much more appreciation for what goes into your meal versus just pulling something out of whatever freezer and dropping it into the fryer and something and here you go and that's that the flavor difference is just very obvious to anybody that really cares if you're a true foodie you're like oh yeah I can taste when something has been, even if it's been frozen well, where they put it in vacuum sealed bags versus it's got like freezer burn all over it and it's got that mushy texture to, yeah, anyway. You just reminded me about something that is in my fridge at home. It's your ribs. Uh, <laughs> as you're talking about vacuum sealed bags, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. That's what I left in, at, yeah. at home. Yeah, I'll be all right. Okay. All right. So that brings us to a topic that I was thinking about, which is intimidating foods. Like? Well, last week we talked about sushi. Okay. I had a very unfortunate sushi story, but we shared that on the show. The story was great because I think that was the high point of the podcast uh, uh, sure. last, last week's episode because a lot of people texted me, you know, the sushi story is hilarious. Okay. There's also foreign foods. Uh, like I have traveled, I think I've counted 15 or 16 different countries mm -hmm. that I've been to, and food in other countries can be a whole thing. Now, 
just to remind everybody, we taped this in my backyard and you might hear animals and planes and things driving by, people whistling at us and whatnot. So, uh, And your dogs right. just came out and both came up to me. I'm like, we already had our time together. Yeah. I'm trying to focus on this yeah. conversation. They, they like to impress their themselves upon you. I like it. All right. Anyway. So foreign foods, like one of them, when I was in Finland, a foreign food there is lutefisk. And lutefisk is a fish that has been brined or uh, maintained in lye. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. And if you eat it straight from that uh, that fermentation, okay. it can kill you. You say lye, and my first thought is the scene in Fight Club where uh, Edward Norton's alter ego, um, played by Brad Pitt, kisses Edward Norton's hand and then pours, puts the powdered lye on his hand. Yeah, that's lye. Okay. And they pack it over fish that they catch to seal and give it a certain, well, basically it, you're talking about subsistence living where people catch something, keep it for an entire winter because they can't go to the store because there's like 14 feet of snow outside mm -hmm. if they live in remote parts of the world. That's lutefisk. Okay. It is gross. Yeah, it doesn't sound appealing. No, no. Another place I've been, we had piranha soup. Um, awesome. We're in the Amazon, and that sounds really amazing, but basically it's just hot water with some carrots, potatoes, and white fish that really isn't much of anything, but it's piranha soup. No spices or anything? Uh, not a lot, because okay. we're those, in a lot of that kind of world, you don't really have the access to buying spices and having that kind of thing. So you just make do with what you've got. You might pull in something from the Amazon uh, that could give it a little bit more pep, but That's fascinating. for the most part, not much. So those were, those were probably the highlights as far as foreign foods. I will ask you about your, your uh, choices of foreign foods a little bit later on in a food would you rather segment. Okay. Oh yes. All right. I, th I have a feeling that this sounds like a, a, a circle donut part. Sure. Um, your wife doesn't know it by the way, but she, uh, there's a bee humming by her left foot. She knows. Oh, it's okay. okay. Uh, I guess I would then fall under the category of what my, my friend Jay says is the only person that's bothering is you. Right. Uh, <laughs> tell me about food you don't okay we're with one caveat food you don't eat anymore minus steak now everybody knows that you don't eat beef you've told everybody that well not, since the late 80s like 1880s no a lot of people don't know that i don't eat red meat and, okay. and when i t that's okay. not true you eat red meat i don't you had kangaroo that's not red that's kangaroo it's okay. not cow <laughs> see okay it's not beef does okay. buffalo count then i have no idea Okay. I don't know. But what I so do know... So if we slipped you a buffalo steak? I would not be happy. Um, so I would. I don't know. So here's the thing. Listen. When it comes down to the whole no beef thing, again, not everybody knows that I don't eat beef. All right. It's a personal choice. People, like when I tell them that, immediately they go, well, are you vegan? No. Are you vegetarian? Mm. No. I just don't eat beef. Why? personal choice right and it goes and that's fine it goes You're back to, to me eating a lot at the time I was eating a lot of burgers a lot of steak and I just I felt like I was being weighed down okay. I didn't like it and when I stopped altogether, I did really well 
for about six months until, <clears throat> excuse me, one, one of the um, former employees who your dad hired um, that you and I worked with brought in a bag of Big Macs one day and he, he said, hey, Chris, look what I brought us, Big Macs. I said, thanks, Bob. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I said, well, I stopped eating beef about six months ago. All right, I'll eat them all. I go, no, no, I will definitely take one for the team. You made the effort. Let's make it happen. Four bites in, and that thing sat with me for about a day and a half. <laughs> oh, awful. And that was the last Big Mac? Then that was the last Big Mac. All right. And that was September 91. Yeah. Then a year goes by, and now it's October 92. I'm at a heavy metal, con heavy metal radio convention down in Los Angeles, and um, a, a couple of mutual friends of yours and mine and I were like the first five people in a line of about 200 or so for this Mexican buffet. And okay. they had these Pac-Man tins where you open the lid and you see the food and you put it in your uh, taco shell bowl. All right. And I was pretty stoked because there was like one Pac-Man lid, beef, the next beans, the next cheese. Where this, is the chicken? Oh. Crap. Oh. And Funneled I in the proteins. I don't like beans. Uh, no. And um, I mean, I'll eat black beans. Yeah. But that's the thing. So like, I, I, I know because of my body has somehow, like I trick my psyche into thinking that I need to eat black beans because it's a good source of protein. It's going to probably keep me around for five minutes longer than I'm supposed to be. And it's just good for digestion. And yet they have the worst texture on the face of the earth. Mm. That is an accurate statement. So because there's no crunch, I have to add um, jalapeno and I have to add white onion or red onion, uh, actually more red onion for flavor and pop. Okay. Anyway. So, or you can add a pound of cheese and throw out the black beans. Listen, all right. That's what I did with the taco salad. So it was about <laughs> a half scoop of whatever spoon that was there, and it was gross and ugh. And that sat with me for about a day too. Okay. Yeah. So beef is the primary one. Is there any other little side thing that you can think of that you just simply don't eat? Anyone? I used. Okay. So my body went through this weird phase where I couldn't have things like uh, I couldn't have the cereal. I couldn't have Lucky Charms for a while. <laughs> Okay. And it was just, it would screw up my digestive system. I couldn't have egg yolks because it would turn me into the Green Goblin. Um, gassy, super mm -hmm. gassy. Uh, I couldn't, bananas, same thing. I couldn't have these, these foods. And as thankfully as time has passed and my digestive system tastes and all that have changed, I could have an egg yolk every now and then. All I right. can have a banana and I'm fine. We're all okay. Right. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I, but still no three egg omelets. I'll have the three egg omelet, but two of them have to be egg whites. Oh, okay. And people try to pawn off the whole egg beater thing on me. No, thanks. Yeah, no. no, I need the actual egg itself and, and or egg white. Gotcha. Fine. All right. I did for a long time the Costco muffins. Mm. They changed the packaging on those things. <laughs> Meaning? Meaning you, they're not, it's not. They used to just be on a cardboard flat with saran wrap over the top. And chocolate and the coffee oh, and right. blueberry. Yeah. And that was that. And now they have, like, they have them broken up into six packs. Okay. It's dumb. Oh. Well, I do one of those and a Red Bull for breakfast oh, every boy. day. Yeah, and then I couldn't figure out why everything was getting larger and larger in my clothes. Mm. I decided, okay, I'm basically eating cake every morning for breakfast. Probably not a good plan. Let's move on from that. I did something similar in Sacramento when I moved there in 2001 to do radio, and, and I we didn't have In-N-Out Burger in Reno at the oh, time. Yes. And so I used to go to In-N-Out and get um, fries and a milkshake. Oh, that's at, healthy. After right. work. 
Okay. So it's like 10.30 at night, and I'm having fries and a milkshake. Mm. Same program. Yeah. Suddenly I'm realizing, wait, why did my waist size go up to... Why did I go from a 36 to a 38? I don't like this. Okay, so oh. that's a perfect segue into what's a pure, pure, tea, pure guilty pleasure food for you? A guilty pleasure food? Give me an example, like one for you. Uh, well, what you just said, fries and a milkshake is a pretty guilty pleasure food. For me, you won't believe this, but I was thinking about this. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white Wonder Bread, Wonder Bread. has zero, uh, has zero Nutritional oh, value? Pretty much. Okay. Because the jelly is pretty much all sugar. Wonder Bread tastes really good, but really does not have much good stuff for you. Okay. And the peanut butter that I like, which is the honey peanut butter, is loaded in sugar. Okay. So you put those three elements together, and that's pretty much a guilty pleasure food. Okay. Um, mine would be um, apple fritters that have an extra crisp or crunch around the edges. Oh. Yeah. So okay. I like, I. Like I'll go down the street from here to Doughboy's Donuts or oh, over right. by me. Uh, there's a place called Holy Schmidt, and they have Holy Schmidt have these unbelievable blueberry fritters. <sighs> I have to take a minute. They have the the right amount of crunch on the outside. I can only eat. I purposely only eat a third of it because if I ate the whole thing, I would not feel well for about six hours. And you'd probably hit yourself. I, I like, would. I wouldn't hate myself. It's a, it's a bit much when you do something like that it's heavy. by itself. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's my guilty pleasure food. So apple okay. fritter or blueberry fritter. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, I've dominated this. Did you write down stuff? Uh, I have a couple things. So you, uh, you and I spoke off uh, mic last week, and you said you don't really cook. <laughs> no, I do not cook. As a matter of fact, uh, earlier this summer, okay, uh, the wife who does a hundred percent of the cooking, and that's a good thing because she's an amazing chef. I said, okay, to my daughter, well, we're going to eat where we can, and this is in early June. Mm -hmm. And so we picked out in 10 days, every single place that you can eat that I knew she would eat as well, because she's a pickier eater than I am. Okay. And yeah, we did not have a meal in the house other than my breakfast, which is a smoothie and cliff bar. Okay. Uh, I, I simply, I'm intimidated by cooking. And I figured out it all starts with the pan. Really? I look at, okay, I'm going to make this, and I am so worried about making something in too large or too small of a vessel okay. that I'm going to be doing triple the dishes, and that's just going to aggravate me. Well, you're also, let's be honest, you're also not a leftover guy too, right? No, I'm not a leftover. Actually, I, I eat leftovers on a schedule like I'm home on Wednesdays for lunch so I'm sure to eat leftovers then it's not my favorite thing but I eat leftovers more than it's not my favorite thing but I eat leftovers okay I kind of like if there's any leftover in the world that I want to eat it's pizza pizza okay cold pizza no, I don't know why there there's no such thing as cold pizza I cannot eat cold pizza are you serious yeah no can't do it it's something there's something grimy about the oh, crust when it's man. cold I there yeah. are okay, so there are just has to be room temperature. <laughs> there are certain pizzas that are don't hold up cold. Okay. Oh yeah, when you have fruit on. Uh, no. The whole Hawaiian thing. Not so much that I do uh. like a nice Hawaiian pizza, especially with fresh jalapenos. None of that pickled nonsense. Pickled jalapenos. Oh. Awful. They will rip my stomach up. Oh. Fresh jalapenos. I'll eat those all day. You've okay. seen me do that. Um, but. The uh, uh, where was it going to? Oh, leftovers and pizza, cold pizza. Um, so, uh, side note, 
I have no idea why there isn't a cold pizza truck here in northern Nevada, but there needs to be. And <laughs> they make pizzas the night before and they just serve you a cold pizza? Duh. Wow. That's pretty brilliant. And if whoever, you want cold pizza. Whoever's going to do it, I want in on the marketing. Okay. That's all. All right. Cold pizza truck. Indeed. So that's a must. So, okay. And then to stay in the lane of cold foods, I took my hand, I tried my hand uh, about a month ago at making ceviche at home. Okay, so that's the whole fish montage in a cup. Yes, but you, right. you don't cook. No. You, the acid of the citrus right. is what cooks, for lack of a better term, the, 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 the fish. Right, the it shrimp. kind of gathers everything that's going on there. Your shrimp, your fish, you have a little onion with it, you have some tomatoes, some celery, oh, that kind man. of thing. Cilantro. Did it work? Uh, oh, I, yeah, I made, a, I made a good size portion of uh, ceviche, and when I did that, it was very much, your, your dog's losing his mind. I know, um, right? It was, it was a great. It's all part of the ambience. It the was show. great because it lasted me three days. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I that's, made, good for, that's good food for you, too. Oh, it was great because it was all fresh ingredients, mm -hmm. and there was, the, the, and that's the beauty about eating fresh is you don't have a time, you don't, you don't have time to hang on to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you better. So it's not processed. It's not anything like, ah, I can eat it a week later and I'm just fine. No, no. You have to eat this stuff like ASAFP. Right. Otherwise, you're just wasting money going to the store, buying things that you're throwing away. Right. Yeah. That's not good. All right. I was going to uh, make a suggestion of ceviche tacos, but um, those, like, then you'd have to have the shell warmed up and all that. I mean, you can do ceviche tacos. They just... The problem with that kind of thing in my head is it just runs out the back mm -hmm. and you just have a drip of lemon juice coming down your elbow. That's oh, just man. not fun. I might do that again sometime soon. Uh, going back to my cooking. Yeah. So I have tried on occasions. I can cook. I have made things, but for the most part, I like eating. I don't like cooking. Okay. So, and like I said, I live with, a, with an amazing chef, so I'll just leave it to her and I'll do other stuff. When was the first time you had pizza? Going back to pizza. Oh, first time. And do you remember what place you had? So it's got to be either Pizza Baron that was on Moana. Okay. Uh, back in the corner of Moana West Shopping Center. Okay. Or where, it was... Uh, not where Little Caesars is now, right? No. Little Caesars is... No, other corner uh, where the Greek restaurant is, as a matter of fact. Greek that, restaurant. There's a great, in that U of okay. the Moana West Shopping Annex, yeah, yeah. if you're looking at it from the street yes. to the back right corner. Isn't that uh, like some uh, bar, like players or? Uh, the Masters. Masters. Yeah, golf bar. Yeah. Never been there. Okay. Uh, anyway. Oh, that's weird. You're a golfer. Yeah. Okay. Well, Stay you're not away. a bar guy, though. Not a bar guy, okay. no. Uh, I, I can go to bars, just not a bar guy. But uh, yeah, Pizza Baron there, I can picture, or... The straw hat at uh, Shopper Square. Straw hat. Oh, wow. Right on the end of the building yeah. there. And they'd have the shot game yes. up on the wall. Oh, man, the target practice game. Yeah, which was amazing technology in the late 70s, early 80s that you could be playing with this little firing thing to a thing wirelessly all the way across the room oh, and boy. everybody would cheer for you when the yeah. and you got the double like right in the middle of the screen the and you discs. got double oh yeah it, yeah it was a clay pigeon game but yeah 
those two places, one or the other, was the original pizza place that I remember going to. Little Caesars came later, way later, with the whole pizza pizza thing and uh, the original Crazy Bread. It seems to be a little bit different than I remember it as a kid. When, I don't know why. Do you remember when Little Caesars was across the street from the radio station when you and I worked oh. at your dad's station? Oh yeah. And it was in the it was in the back of the Kmart. Oh yeah. So we'd go over there. We'd like like it was five bucks. Super dangerous. And it was way yeah. dangerous. So we'd get like five, we'd have like five bucks uh, sometimes for lunch. I'm gonna go get crazy bread and crazy sauce. You want anything? Yeah, get me some of that too. So here's the money. <laughs> go get the food. Come back. And we just sit there like eating like kings, or at least what felt like we're like kings. This is so great. Yes. With a bag of crazy bread to Absolutely. ourselves. Absolutely. And, nah. and because I was such a, a, a glutton for the sauce, I was like, I need more sauce. I would just. Ugh burn through the sauce after like two or three sticks that's just that's got like uh heartburn written all over it anymore. absolutely yeah i can you i can, can do that yeah I'd vouch for that so um so pizza you touch on straw hat um yeah. my first place that i had was round table when it was and it's still at the location at uh on on at old town mall okay peckham in virginia Peckman, Virginia. Oh, oh, sure, of course. Yeah. That was the original. They had the Billy Sardell's there too. The, what I call Billy Sardell's, the Pizza Hut, or that was they had the uh, um, buffet. Oh, 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 later the Pizza yeah. Buffet. Yes. Yeah. They still and, do it. Yeah, and uh, the actor would was the guy that did those commercials for that. So that's mm. what I just nicknamed it as. Which okay. do they still do that? Like now? As far as I know. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Pandemic uh, time. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. No, I don't think they do. They don't. Okay. Because the one down the street from the house, they don't do anymore either. They just they have the unit there, but it's all like you know, <laughs> oh. taped off. Like if you look at it wrong, you'll get COVID from it. Uh, I know that wow. kind of thing. No, no, that's so, fine. So yeah, so the buffet thing is all gone. So Old Town Mall, and then the second place I had yeah. pizza, which it's funny because it wound up becoming one of my favorites later in life, New York Pizza when oh. it was. In the uh, in the shopping center, in the Kitsky Center, over by what was Port of Subs and the warehouse. Oh right, and that was their original location before they bought the Seven Eleven. Before they moved down south at Kitsky and, Mo uh, yeah. Kitsky and Moana, for they were there for however many years, and then they moved south on Virginia over by yep. uh, Winco. Yep, that's funny. You like the New York? Thing. I didn't. I yeah. didn't like it, it at was, first. It's a it's a like a process to figure out how to eat those things. Yes. Yeah. And so because I'd had round table for so long that I didn't know how to eat New York pizza. Right. And so I didn't like it. It's a two hand program. Yeah. And then yeah. I later came to to appreciate it, especially their squares of um, the Sicilian slices. Okay, and you worked for a time at the Chicago Pizza Guy thing okay. when it was over by Tower Records by Home Depot. That was known as Chicago what is it? Uh, Chicago Pizza um, yeah, they, uh, I thought it was just Chicago Deep Dish. No, was no, the name of it or something like that. It was uh, Old Chicago Pizzeria. That's it. Thank you. Yes. So uh, my friend Dave Ostrowski, he had the he he being from Chicago, um, had all these family recipes. I still nice. remember one of them. <laughs> I'm sure he'll when he hears this he'll go, which one is it? Mm -hmm. um, but I I remember the recipe for one of the appetizers because I remember like rem memorizing everything. And he looked at me and he goes, all right, we're gonna have a cold beer and we're gonna talk about things real quick. Right. So we were off work, we're having a cold beer and we were talking about things and all of a sudden he goes, you know, I know you know all of my recipes. If you take any of these recipes to any other place in town, I'm gonna have to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed, I'm like, it's not gonna happen. He goes, I know it's not, but just, he goes, just don't take my stuff anywhere. But and he, he had that, uh, I remember him 
and he had that uh, Chicago accent that was kind of intimidating. So yeah, that could have happened. So he uh, he he had Old Chicago Pizzeria, which was in the little two. Um, a side-by-side building over by what was Tower Records. It's now a double-edged CrossFit place at Neal and Virginia in the Home Depot Shopping Center right there. And it was a standalone. It was next to like an insurance place or something. Right. And we were in business. I was in business with him for about a year, give or take about a year and a half. I, I helped him on and off. And um, and he hired me, hired me to help manage his restaurant, run the restaurant, cook food, do all that. Um, his food was amazing, and but the thing that people didn't grasp, and they still don't, uh, for Steve uh, Pito's place at Taste of Chicago yep. at First and Lake, is they don't get the whole, yeah, the, the time aspect of if you order a deep dish pizza, it's not going to be ready in 10 or 15 minutes. It's an investment in about a 45 to an hour long deal. If you're hungry now, don't order it Yeah. for now. Yeah, it's one of those things, you need the app or something. So that you can order it, you know, at 5.30 when you want to eat at 6.30 or 7. Or call them. Yeah. Ahead of yeah. time. But you're right. It's it's one of those things people, every single time I've been to an Uno's in Chicago, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't you have one of these like half-baked? Because it's the same thing. And you yeah. just throw it in there and flash it up and, you know, 15, 25 minutes. No. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. No, you can't park cook a pizza. <laughs> yeah. No. Very good. The um, okay. So then you referenced Pizza Baron. That was another one. Uh, there, they, uh, they were. They're now at what Fourth and Keystone. Right. But they they were in both places. Yes. The one on Moana that was close to my house growing up mm-hmm. was the one that was close to the house. Okay. And that was the first place you had wings too. Really? Yeah. Because wings weren't a thing either until a little bit later as far as food was concerned. Hmm. It was kind of a weird deal. So wings kind of got added to that whole deal okay. long before we had the wild wings and we had the all the chains that showed up with their wing recipes. You had that and you had semenzas. Oh man, semenzas. Right. And Rudy, we actually bought one of Rudy's restaurants, the one up in the Northwest, yeah. and tried to carry on his recipes. And it's funny how it seems real easy but running a pizza place can be a little difficult. Okay. It's fun, but it can be difficult. Yeah, because then all your friends because come out of the woodwork. Because it has a lot to do with the people that you hire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then your friends come out of the woodwork, they're like, ah, oh, my buddy's got a, got a restaurant. I yeah. can get free food. No, you can't. No, no, sorry. We have to stay in business, sorry. Yeah, but uh, pizza's an interesting thing. Um, all right, what do you like to cook? Like if somebody said to you, I don't care what the ingredients are, we'll go get them for you. What do you want to cook? Mexican food be more specific. I love cooking Mexican food. Okay. So, um, I mean, fajitas is, is a no-brainer. That's that's easy to do. Okay. Um, you know, you've got your vegetables, you've got your protein, spices, boom, done. But there's something cathartic about, that goes into um, making enchiladas. I mean, even making tacos. Like, it's, right. it's not something that just, you just dish out because it's something that's easy and friendly or whatever. You, you have to put thought into it like not everybody is going to want something spicy the way you do not everybody is going to eat ground beef or ground the next turkey. food is actually kind of cool that way because it can marry with being as spicy as ketchup or as spicy as you want it mm-hmm. and it'll go across the board anyway which is kind of cool absolutely yeah that's an interesting and today is also national food. taco day too so why would that not be Tuesday? I listen. It'll probably it'll nobody fall on knows a- what day of the year it is, so always have it on a Tuesday. What's it, the matter with it? The nationalcalendarday.com says that today is National Taco Day. Okay. Now it'll fall on a Tuesday in two years. 
I don't know. Halloween's on a Saturday for this the year. second time in five years. Leap year. Five years. But that's what I'm saying. Leap year. Push the day ahead. Is that a bomber? That's a larger plane than we normally have over the house. And it's going right. south. Yeah. Military. I don't know. Oh, cool. well, no, because the flight pattern, that's how <laughs> planes come in. They come in from the south. They don't come in from the north. Shiny things. All right. Uh, we'll continue on with the uh, food. The uh, You have something else you want to uh, bring to the table? So you said that you don't, I do. So you say that you're not really into cooking. However, if you could cook with a celebrity, who would that celebrity be? Giada. My man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's actually, it goes in two different directions. Mm -hmm. You either hang out with Giada, like just over her shoulder looking down to see what she's whipping up in a bowl. Let's get weird. Okay. All right. Uh, or the other direction, you go with like a Scott Kona or Mark Murphy or something like that. Okay. Because those guys seem like they're passionate about it, but they have a good time too. Conant especially. Uh, I met him in Vegas oh, that's right. five years ago. Super nice guy. Um, Mark Murphy seems a little uptight to me. Right. Maybe um, Marcus Samuelson might be a better, uh, better example. See, and I got to meet, um, we went to the New York City Food and Wine Festival and a tasting day with uh, the Iron Chefs. It okay. was Iron Chef on the wharf or on the pier or something, and they had all of them there. Did you meet Miramoto? All of them were there. Wow. Yeah. Bobby it was. Clay? All of them were there. Oh, it was man. an unbelievable night. I, I, one of the rare times in my life I'm actually shooting footage because Alton Brown is introducing all of the Iron Chefs that are in the room. So Alex is there, we got to meet her, and we get to meet um, the Is Anne most... Burrell an Iron Chef? No. Okay. Never. She went up once for one of those things, and then I think she just said, no, I got my place, I don't need to try and go this route. She's a little eccentric to me, but I will... She was the sous chef for uh, Mario Batali. Oh, wow. So she was on Iron Chef a lot early on. And we didn't know her as well because she just had crazy blonde hair okay. and she didn't say much, but that's how we first met and uh, met her was when she was Mario Batali, one of the original Iron Chefs. Wow. So it's funny you bring her up. Yeah, no, I think she's a great chef. Uh, I, I, I think her work acumen is, is great. I think cooking with Iron Chef Flay would be um, tough because he loves his bourbon and so does Chris Payne. Oh. So, <laughs> so we, things might get a little burnt. Is it, what you're not necessarily. We might just get a little tipsy in the process and, and have gotcha. a good time with it. But yeah, he, he, he does, he likes to cook with bourbon and I appreciate that. Yeah, when we met Jeffrey Zakari and the wife said, why do you get so excited about canned items? And he just sort of looked at her and she's like, we know you can make about anything. So excited about things that are in cans. And he, he wasn't too happy with that response. What? It was kind of funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because it was just one of the trying to be on. But those folks, because it was so many viewers and it was such a kind of a massive evening in the okay. middle of New York City, sure. they're a little liquored up. Oh. So, which was kind of good because uh. they, their responses were a little bit more human. You know, when you're in that, you know, you've had those surroundings where you have your guard up so hard that anybody around you, mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, this entire conversation has turned into name dropping. Anyway, not necessarily uh, name dropping. I mean, you're 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 talking about a personal experience. Yeah. Well. Anyway, but when you have that that initial moment, your wall is up, okay. right? And you're talking whether it's fans or listeners or what 
what have you, you your guard is up. Well, you have you tilt a couple back, and that guard kind of softens a little bit. Okay. Until it gets to the whole point where you're just simply not worth anything on the face of the earth, then it goes past soft and you're goo. So hmm. we were just before they reached goo when we met them. Okay. They were pretty liquored up. Fantastic. Good times, but Absolutely. pretty liquored up. Okay. Yes. Huh. I like it. All right. You have any more? Because I have a food would you rather. Okay. So, um, are, are we good on time? Because it feels we're, like... Yeah, we're about to our point, so we're close. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. Looks like we could talk about food for a while. <laughs> uh, when was the... Uh, oh, wait. So, you don't... You have a... Uh, a what a lot of people um, don't really know is when it comes to spicy food, you're not really on board with spicy food, are you? I can do spicy food, but I don't like when what I'm eating is all about one flavor note. Okay. And the spice seems to take over too often. Okay. Um, you, you're like, just pile it on there. And to me, that kind of screws up all of the other aspects of what has gone into flavoring up whatever it is you have just spiced up and you lose those other notes. So that's I, why I don't go heavy on the, but like uh, last week we did pizza after we were done with the show. Yeah. And we, and we have a pizza oven here at the house and it was really fun and we just make whatever we want with it, right? Sure. So that's cool. And we threw on jalapenos on it. They're nice spicy little pizza to it. But I felt like that was more of what I tasted than almost anything else on the pizza. The jalapenos. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it just becomes such a focus thing that you lose. I want to taste the sausage. I want to taste the onion. I want to taste what kind of cheese it. Huh. So that's why. That's why I don't do spicy. I can do spicy. I can generally handle it. Sometimes I get a little over my skis, and it's not so fun. But for the most part, and I'll leave it aside. I have stepped up like when. I go through the Del Taco drive-through on occasion. I have stepped up from the medium to the hot, or the uh, you get Del Scorcho. Del Scorcho, yeah, Boy. yeah, on the uh, chicken soft taco, just to <laughs> give it a little zing in the afternoon. All right, um, no, because there are there are a number of bands and a who, hello to Michelle at South Reno Del Taco, the manager there, she's awesome. There are a lot of bands who make their own hot sauce and oh. sell their hot sauces. So when they go out on tour. Um, that's generally what I don't look for. Believe it or not, remember I used to be the guy who would always had to have a T-shirt. Oh God, yes. Had to have whatever. Not just a T-shirt. If possible, it had to have swearing on it. Yes, but that was that was the the golden egg, right? Absolutely. There. Yeah. But when and it came, oh by the way, walking down the street five feet behind Chris Payne, when he's wearing one of these shirts that in the early 90s has huge profanity written on the front of it and little kids are freaking out and parents are freaking out for their little kids pretty awesome to watch thanks yeah okay Go um ahead. no because there's there's a uh, hot a, sauces at shows a hot sauce place yeah there so there's uh, at shows and then bands also sometimes they they bring their own like coffee or whatever and that's the stuff that i it's funny later in life you know you need the t-shirts now later in life i'm like oh, i wonder what they're selling hot sauce. I got some coffee over there. What's, what's going on with all that? So, a lot easier to fit hot sauce into the uh, apartment than which, the, uh, another T-shirt. I don't need another, you know, another Black Sabbath T-shirt order. Anyway, so <laughs> there is a spot in Austin, Texas recently that closed. It's called Tears of Joy. <laughs> and I was really sad because I was on their mailing list. Really sad to get the email saying we are shutting our doors. It's time. We're done. Wow. Etc. It's over. And what was Tears of Joy? Tears of Joy was a hot sauce oh. shop oh, owned okay. solely dedicated to hot sauce. So when you walk in, 
just to the left, about three feet to your left, they had a Scoville chart on the wall. Oh. And they showed you the different types of peppers. And to Basically the, how miserable you'll be by eating with different peppers. Absolutely okay. hottest pepper on the planet. It gotcha. was great. So there was this like black tar stuff that was on the counter. And remember, I was buying, I don't know, it was one of my trips to Austin where I bought probably four or five different bottles of hot sauce. I was so excited to buy these hot sauces. I asked the guy, I go, what's with the black tar stuff here? And he kind of laughed. He goes, yeah, that's a real heavy concentration of this scorpion pepper <laughs> stuff that we have. And these frat guys came in and they were really obnoxious and they thought, oh, it's, you know, there is no hot sauce that's too hot. He goes, so I took some toothpicks and all just like a little dab, just a little dab. Of it, on the end of a toothpick. Here you go, guys. All of you oh. at the same time. Put it on your tongue. Go ahead. And it was like a three, <sighs> two, one. They all turn into a Warner Brothers cartoon mm. and they're sweating bullets and they're like, I need water. I need this. I need that. And the guy smiled and looked at me and goes, it was great. I've never seen frat boys want to cry so bad uh -huh. in my life. Oh, poor <laughs> Oh, poor frat boys. All right. Mm -hmm. So I came up with a... Uh, did a little research on an international would you rather. Okay. This is, uh, is kind of harsh. I'm just gonna say right now. Okay. So the first one, we have three of these. The first one is Scirocco, okay? Like the and, Volkswagen car? Yeah, kind of, but okay. not spelled the same or written the same. Oh. At, and it's Japanese versus German. Okay. Uh, it means white children, but it refers to the sperm sacs of either cod or anglerfish okay. or pufferfish looking like light looking like white blobs of goo or miniature brains, okay. and they're said to have a sweet custard taste. Oh. Would you rather eat that, or have you ever heard of Baloo? Baloo? Mm-hmm. The character from Jungle Book? No. This is a fertilized, fertilized duck egg okay. that is partially developed embryo inside Ugh. that's been boiled alive and then eaten from the shell with salt and chili vinegar. You're supposed to tap a hole in the top of the shell and soup, sip the savory liquid and crunchiness down with what's inside, feathers, bones, and all. No, thank you. So would you rather the blue or the Scirocco? Well, if I had to, it'd be Scirocco. Okay. Sounds pretty miserable. Yeah. So you know where we're going with this. I, I, I guess. The next one is crispy tarantulas. Okay. These are bizarrely, they became popular and are now served in Cambodia as a deep fried snack. Um, they're found all throughout the country and apparently they taste a bit like crab. Okay. Or Gang Kai Mat Dang, <laughs> which it combines a mixture of ant eggs and partial embryos from the white ant, plus a few baby ants to add some sourness, sharp and delicate kind of like shrimp once again. So you have crispy tarantulas that taste like crab or um, the uh, sharp and delicate tasting like shrimp ants. Okay. What sounds better to you? Uh, crispy tarantula. I think so too. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we have one more because these are kind of gross. Fantastic. Uh, this is my favorite of all of them that I found. Jellied moose nose. Okay. Canadians boil them up with onions and spices, removing the hair and then boiling again. So any food that has boiled and then boiled again, <laughs> not a good program, then slicing it and covering it with a broth that then sets to like a jelly. I was gonna uh, say it sounds gelatinous already. Yes, into like a jelly form. Okay. 
Or there's Arag. This is from Mongolia. Or there's... We'll have another uh, episode about Chris's... Uh, um, lack of traveling? Yeah. Okay. No, I was going to say just simply lack of understanding what's around the world. Arag from Mongolia. They make a kind of beer called Arag, taking from mare's milk. Mare. Yeah. Okay. You know. Horse. Yes. All right. And letting it ferment mm. into a fizzy, sour, and slightly alcoholic liquid. Okay. Traditionally served in a bowl uh, with a little cream on the top. Uh-uh. Oh. Okay. So we have the moose nose or we have the mare's milk alcoholic liquid. Huh. Mm. What sounds better to you? Uh, I'm going to go to the Great White North and take the nose because that way I can hopefully wash it down with a delicious uh, Molson or Labatt's. Or Red's Rocker. I've never had that. Oh, the Red's the red Rocking Ale is the way to go. That's a Canadian beer? Oh, hell yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's what you get. I need that in my life. Yeah. I don't even know that they bring it to America. I've only had it in Canada. Canada. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So there you have it. All Those right. Are, uh, well, which one would you rather out of that? Because you, I got my answer, but not yours. Oh, on the. Would you uh, rather have the nose or the froth, or whatever you said? I think I'm gonna go with the, uh, the. Uh, Mare. Mare's milk, Ugh. because I think I can let that slip down the gullet pretty quickly. Ah, like yeah. a oyster. Well, again, it goes with the whole texture thing, and that that to me is the go with food, the go no go with food. It beans. Beans, 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 black eyed peas, all that sort of, they all have the same texture that I cannot do. And that kind of is the theme of my life when it comes to food. Okay. I don't even mind what things taste like if it's got the right kind of texture. So like the crunchy tarantula legs or tarantula uh, bits. Like crap. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that okay. because it's crunchy. Okay. Just don't tell me that it's Rocky Mountain oysters. I could probably just make that happen because that's just fried goo, right? Goo. Yeah, pretty mm. much. Yum. All, All right. right. So let's. We're going to uh, finish this off with. Cleanse this our, is a mystery. Let's cleanse our palate. No, it, no. You get, you get to take it out of the Oh, I get thing. to take it out now. Yeah. Okay, it's been a mystery. <laughs> it's what do you have there? Death before Disco Porter. Now you brought a beer. All right. The Metallica beer, I'm not sure that I would uh, endorse that from last week. But the uh, Death before Disco from uh, the good folks at Left Hand, that I think I can endorse. Yes. Yeah, so. Give it a whirl there. Go ahead. I'm trying. Except I'm going to break Careful. it. Careful. Don't hurt you. Don't break your hand. Okay. There you go. Yeah. You good? I think so. Okay. So you got your glass. You have your beer glass. Gag it. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Death before, blah, death before Disco Porter. That's a solid way to end the show right there. Mm-hmm.